So good morning, listeners, and welcome to this special broadcast from Common Sea Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. During these times of restrictions on mass attendance, we want to thank West Limit 102 for facilitating our connecting with Abbeyfield Parish Church here in County Limerick for broadcasting of Sunday Mass. We also want to thank Father Tony Mullins for changing the normal Mass times, Mass time of 9.15am, to allow our listeners to join Mass at 10 o'clock here on Sacred Space, West Limit 102, each Sunday morning. So we now connect with the Church of the Assumption in Abbeyfield for the broadcast of Sunday Mass. Just to note that due to a lot of traffic on the Church Services website, connection can drop out for a few seconds during transmission of Mass. This is outside the control of both the Abbeyfield Church and West Limit 102. Well, good morning and welcome to our celebration of Mass here in the Church of the Assumption in Abbeyfield. Our celebrant this morning is Father Austin McNamara from Lahal Belihahal Parish and we welcome him and all our listeners. Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And you're very welcome to our Mass uh, this morning. All who are joining us with the webcam and also uh, West Limerick 102 FM. So we are placing ourselves and our communities uh, here in all the communities in West Limerick and also uh, my own community in Lahal Balihahal. And we are asking the Lord's love and peace and support upon us as we pray together uh, this morning. And for a moment now, we'll acknowledge our need of the Lord's mercy and forgiveness so that we can pray as worthily as we can uh, during our Mass. You were sent to heed the contrite, Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners, Christ, have mercy. And you intercede for us at the right hand of the Father, Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, 
Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And let us pray. May your people exalt forever, O God, in renewed youthfulness of spirit, so that rejoicing now in the restored glory of our adoption, we may look forward in confident hope to the rejoicing of the day of resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. First reading, a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. On the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up with the eleven and addressed the crowd in a loud voice. Men of Israel, listen to what I am going to say. Jesus the Nazarene was a man commended to you by God by the miracles and portents and signs that God worked through him when he was among you, as you all know. This man who was put into your power by the deliberate intention and foreknowledge of God, you took and had crucified by men outside the law. You killed him, but God raised him to life, freeing him from the pangs of Hades. For it was impossible for him to be held in its power since, as David says of him, I saw the Lord before me always, for with him at my right hand nothing can shake me. So my heart was glad, and my tongue cried out with joy. My body too will rest in the hope that you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor allow your, your Holy One to experience corruption. You have made known the way of life to me. You will fill me with gladness through your presence. Brothers, no one can deny that the patriarch David himself is dead and buried. His tomb is still with us. But since he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn him an oath to make one of his descendants succeed him on the throne, what he foresaw and spoke about was the resurrection of the Christ. He is the one who was not abandoned to Hades and whose body did not experience corruption. God raised this man, Jesus, to life and all of us are witnesses to that. Now raised to the heights by God's right hand, he has received from the Father the Holy Spirit, who was promised. And what you see and hear is the outpouring of that Spirit. The word of the Lord. Responsorial Sam, show us, Lord, the path of life. Preserve me, God. I take refuge in you. I say to the Lord, you are my God. O Lord, it is you who are my portion and cup. It is you yourself who are my prize. I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel, who even at night directs my heart. I keep the Lord ever in my sight. Since he is at my right hand, I shall stand firm. And so my heart rejoices, my soul is glad. Even my body shall rest in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead, 
nor let your beloved know decay. Show us, Lord, the path of life. You will show me the path of life, the fullness of joy in your presence. At your right hand, happiness forever. Show us, Lord, the path of life. Second reading, a reading from the first letter of St. Peter. If you are acknowledging as your father, one who has no favorites, and judges everyone according to what he has done, you must be scrupulously careful as long as you are living away from your home. Remember the ransom that was paid to free you from the useless way of life your ancestors handed down was not paid in anything corruptible, neither in silver nor gold, but in the precious blood of a lamb without spot or stain, namely Christ, who though known since before the world was made, has been revealed only in our time, the end of the ages for your sake. Through him you now have faith in God, who raised him from the dead, and gave him glory for that very reason, so that you would have faith and hope in God. The word of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord Jesus, explain the scriptures to us. Make our hearts burn within us as you talk to us. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. The reading from the Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. Two of the disciples of Jesus were on their way to a village called Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking together about all that had happened. Now as they talked this over, Jesus himself came up and walked by their side. But something prevented them from recognizing him. He said to them, What matters are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped short, their faces downcast. Then one of them called Cleopas answered him, you must be the only person staying in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have been happening there these last few days. What things, he asked. All about Jesus of Nazareth, they answered, who proved he was a great prophet by the things he said and did in the sight of God and of the whole people. And how our chief priests and the elders handed him over to be sentenced to death and had him crucified. Our own hope had been that he would be the one to set Israel free. And this is not all. Two whole days have gone by since it all happened, and some women from our group have astounded us. They went to the tomb in the early morning, and when they did not find the body, they came back to tell us, they had seen a vision of angels who declared he was alive. Some of our friends went to the tomb and found everything exactly as the women had reported. 
but of him they saw nothing. Then he said to them, You foolish men, so slow to believe the full message of the prophets. Was it not ordained that the Christ should suffer and so enter into glory? Then, starting with Moses and going through all the prophets, he explained to them the passages throughout the scriptures that were about himself. When they drew near to the village to which they were going, he made as if to go on, but they pressed him to stay with them. It is nearly evening, they said, and the day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. Now while he was with them at the table, he took the bread and said the blessing. Then he broke it and handed it to them, and their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. But he had vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us as he talked to us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? They set out that instant and returned to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven assembled together with their companions, who said to them, Yes, it is true. The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then they told their story of what had happened on the road and how they had recognized him at the breaking of bread. The Gospel of the Lord. And we are remembering and offering our Mass uh, this morning for Dennis and Ellen Collins, late of Port, and the deceased members of the Geary family. And also Will, Joe, and Mary Collins, and their sons, Billy and Tom. And also all our uh, intentions and your prayers also uh, in our uh, area of West Limerick. Just a, a little reflection on the, the gospel. The friends of Jesus were disappointed and sad because they had pinned their hope on him, believing that he would be their savior. But now he was gone, died this awful death. But they began to hear rumors that he was raised from the dead, and they wondered, could this possibly be true? Then into their confusion and sadness comes Jesus himself as they walked along the road to Emmaus. For some reason, they did not recognize him as they walked and talked. Jesus was the one person who meant most to them and yet uh, failed to recognize him. And I suppose in fairness, we don't expect to meet a dead person as we walk along the road. Yet these disciples of Jesus said that their hearts burned as he spoke to them about the scriptures. So he opened their hearts. He encouraged them to live as his disciples, 
to live as he lived. And then the moment of recognition came when he broke the bread with him. They saw him do this before and then realized that it was Jesus. So a journey that started out in sadness and disappointment changes to hope and to joy, all because Jesus was willing uh, to be part of these disciples' sadness and journey and lives. This gospel is a reminder to us that Jesus is with us on our various life's journeys, even if at times we don't recognize him, that we don't realize that uh, he is with us. And just as he wanted to be uh, with the disciples in their sadness and in their confusion and then in their joy, he wants to be with us uh, in our sadness and in our difficulties. But of course we have to be willing to accept his desire to be with us in all that is going on in our lives. And at this time he wants to be part of what concerns us. Right now he wants to be part of our struggle to control the coronavirus. He wants to be with us as we cooperate with the HSE regulations. He wants to be with us in our Eucharist and in our prayer to give us the grace to overcome anything that would threaten our health. He wants to be a light in those dark moments and in our confusion. He certainly wants to walk safely with us and give us hope and peace, just as he gave those disciples. We invite him into our lives as we pray for his safety and his willingness and his want to be with us. will offer our creed. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, of all and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, born eternally, begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, and through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, 
by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. And on the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And we look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Recalling how the disciples on the road to Emmaus recognized Christ in the breaking of bread, we pray to God our Father for a deeper appreciation of Jesus our Savior of his want and his desire to be with us in all our journeys through life. We pray for our parish communities here in West Limerick as we strive to follow the HSE regulations to combat the virus. Lord, hear us. We pray for all who have died from the virus. Lord, grant them your eternal peace and rest, be especially with their families as they grieve. Lord, hear us. We remember all those who are experiencing mental and physical abuse in their own homes. Lord, touch their lives and their hearts that they will be saved. Lord, hear us. We pray for the generosity, the selflessness, the work of all medical staff as they bring healing and support to all affected by the virus. Lord, hear us. We thank our government as they continue to guide our country in this difficult time. Lord, hear us. We pray for each other. We ask the Lord's peace and love. Heavenly Father, grant us the faith that is necessary to recognize your Son, Jesus, in all the situations that we experience in life. And we make our prayer through Christ our Lord.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer. Due to the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. But we ask you to receive us and to be pleased with the sacrifice we offer you with humble and with contrite hearts. Lord, wash away my iniquity and cleanse me from my sins. And let us pray that our sacrifice and offering may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive, O Lord, we pray, these offerings of your joyful church. And as you have given her cause for such great gladness, grant also that the gifts we bring may bear fruit in perpetual happiness to Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always at everywhere and at all times, but in this time above all, to praise you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. He never ceases to offer himself for us, but defends us and ever pleads our cause. He is the sacrificial victim who dies no more, the lamb once slain who lives forever. Therefore overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as we acclaim. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord. You are the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and willingly went to his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many 
for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. As we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer your Lord the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, Brendan, our Bishop, and all your clergy and people everywhere. Remember our brothers and sisters who have died in your mercy in the hope of resurrection. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with the Blessed Apostles, St. Joseph, the spouse of Blessed Lady, and all the saints, that we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, hope now in the Lord's blessing. The Lord is with us always in our journey of faith. We pray as he taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign 
forever and ever. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. And just for a moment now, we pray for peace for each other. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord, have mercy, eat your body and drink your blood. Let it not bring us condemnation, but health in mind and in body. This is Jesus, our Lamb of God. He takes away our sins, and happy are we who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy, but only say the words, My soul shall be healed. In the blood of Christ, yes, to everlasting life. sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. Just some notices here now for the parish here in Abbeyfield and some other notices for, uh, for other parishes. Um, our prayers asked this week, as Father Austin said, this Mass, particularly for Dennis and Ellen Collins, late of Port, and the deceased members of the Geary family, and also for Will Joe and Mary Collins and their sons Billy and Tom. We're also asked to remember in our prayers today Ian Cahill, 
son of John Cahill of Knocknessna here in Abbeyfield, and nephew of Paddy and Tom Cahill, who died suddenly in England during the week. Also, our prayers asked for Danny O'Sullivan, late of Turin Donnell Ate, who also died in London on Friday. And then, finally, our prayers asked for Kathleen Kelly of Letterkenny, Donegal, and Knocknessna, wife of Tim Joe Kelly of Knocknessna. And our prayers also for Dennis Fitzgerald of Kerry Kerry. So may their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. So Masses here in Abbeyfield each day will go out through the Abbeyfield Parish website, abbeyfieldparish.ie, or indeed through the Church Services TV at 7 o'clock tomorrow evening on Monday, and then for the remainder of the week at 10 o'clock on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So you're very welcome to join us for those Masses. Also, last weekend, Bishop Leahy announced that we have to postpone the celebration of First Communions during the month of May. And also, of course, confirmations are not celebrated either, all due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, like all others, we must adhere to public authorities and what advice they give regarding large public gatherings. So right now, it is impossible for us to celebrate these two sacraments with the children and we can't even reschedule them because we're not sure what uh, will happen in the month of June. There's no doubt that the postponement of First Communion celebration and confirmation for those parishes who've had not, who haven't had confirmation yet will come as a great disappointment to everybody, but particularly the children involved. But we do encourage the boys and girls in the First Communion classes and those preparing for confirmation to continue to prepare simply by saying your prayers each day or by learning new prayers. Perhaps your parents uh, or older brothers and sisters could help you with that. And of course, you have your religion book, Grow and Love. So make sure to include a lesson from your Grow and Love book each day at home during your school hours, while you're homeschooling, or indeed at a minimum of once a week. Also, our diocesan advisors have put resources for the First Communion children and Confirmation children on our diocesan website, just simply Google Diocese of Limerick, or indeed they're also accessible to the Veritas Publishers Grow in Love online resources. So these will be of help to children to continue to prepare for the celebration of the sacraments whenever we are able to do so. So our thanks this morning for Father Austin McNamara coming to celebrate and lead us in the Mass here today. Father Austin, uh, living in Ballyhahal and working in the Lahal Parish, and of course the parish unit of Glen and Ballyhahal Lahal and uh, Foynes and Shanna Golden and Robertstown and Kilcolman Coolcapa. So we're delighted to have him today and we thank him for leading us in the prayer and in the reflections. And let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, who restore us to eternal life in the resurrection of Christ. Increase in us, we pray, the fruits of this Paschal Sacrament and pour into our hearts the strength of this saving food. We pray through Christ our Lord. Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you 
the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And let us go in peace now to love and to serve the Lord. Sacred space. So again, uh, thanks go to Father Tony Mullins and the parishioners of Abbeyfield uh, Parish for allowing us to join in Mass for, uh, this morning here, being broadcast on Sacred Space at West Limit 102 Local Radio. Now I'd like to bring you um, a reflection that I heard during the week. Um, it's from Clonard Monastery. I happened to be tuning in to 9.30 Mass uh, one morning, Thursday morning last, and the priest gave a beautiful homily entitled The Three Things That Help This Particular Priest in These Times. And the three things he spoke about were witnesses of faith by others. So I'd like you to listen to this, and that'll be followed by a beautiful piece of music by the Vard Sisters entitled I Rejoiced. So let's hear this. There's a petition that came in to Our Lady's Shrine a few weeks ago. And I've kept it because it struck me as a prayer of deep kind of sorrow and anguish and almost despair, a cry from the heart for help. It says, For God's sake, Our Lady, help me. I have no one. Make me mentally strong. Give me courage, I beg of you. I think we can all identify to varying extents with that particular petition these days as we cry out to God and our Blessed Lady for help in these dark times. There are one or two or three things that help me And one is seeing the faith of others, and particularly the faith of others in difficult times, faith that has given them help and strength. One such person is Eddie Hilsom. In 1943, there was a farmer in Holland discovered on his land a postcard. He got the postcard, tried to read it. Some of it was because of the rain, I suppose, and the mud. And 
was illegible, but there was one line in that postcard that was very legible. And the line said, we left the camp singing. It was a postcard that Ethie Hilsom had thrown from the train, one of these cattle trains used as a, as a train to bring prisoners from a transit camp in Holland to Auschwitz to be gassed in the gas chambers there. Eddie Hilsom was on that train. And she could say, and she was no naive 39-year-old woman, very clever, intelligent person. She knew she was going to her death. And yet, she could throw this postcard addressed to some friends back in Amsterdam and Holland with the line, we left the camp singing. Ethi was an amazing kind of person. She was born Jewish, but didn't have any contact really with her religion for years. She lived a kind of a, a turbaned life, suffered depression. She was a very intelligent kind of person. She studied at university. And when Jews were being rounded up, she was captured and imprisoned in one of these transit camps. And there she came to believe in God. And one of the good things is that we have her diaries. She wrote a diary. And in the diary, she describes many great aspects of coming to faith and coming to belief. One, she describes how she came to pray. And when she came to pray, it seemed such a natural thing that she felt her body was made for prayer as she knelt for the first time and prayed to God. Quite a beautiful and amazingly good description of someone praying. We take prayer, I think, for granted, probably. We grew up with it all our lives. She came to it afresh. She came to it anew. In her diary, she too talks about forgiveness. And she talks it in a way about it as if it's the most natural thing in the world, whereas, of course, other prisoners couldn't understand how she could be so forgiving. One of the ways in which she helps me during this time is to think that there is such a person, a person of faith, and a person who bore great, great, great hardships, greater than we will ever know, and who bore them with strength and courage and faith, that she could say, knowing that she and the rest of the prisoners in that train were going to their death, we left the camp singing. Amazing, amazing faith. Another person I find very kind of helpful in this situation is a man, we'll call him Oliver, not his real name. He'd be highly embarrassed if he thought anyone was talking about him. Well, talking about him and praising his good deeds or his good life. And Oliver has been 
pretty well suffering from disabilities for years. He can't go out regularly, and it's not just since these restrictions came in. He can't really leave his home. He has an awful lot of pain. A very difficult, hard kind of life, you would think. And it is. But he's quite a kind of a joyous, happy person. He's brought comfort and peace to many another person, many another friend and acquaintance who had to go through difficult things in life too. He's a kind of a radiant source of joy. He's almost a bit unreal, you think. A bit unreal until you know that one of the great sources in his life for his courage and strength is his faith. And the wonders of technology, someone the other day sent me one of these little videos of this man, Oliver, and he looking in on the internet, taking part in the Eucharist. And there you could see him in his own home, sitting at the laptop, praying, singing the hymns. He's a great man of faith. And people of faith like that can and do inspire us. The third person, well, it's really persons that helped me, are the apostles, the followers of Jesus. And the followers of Jesus, particularly after the resurrection. How come that they could be so joyous, so confident, so bold? In fact, in the word of God to us in the scriptures these days at Mass, the phrase they spoke out boldly occurs often. And you watch them these days after the resurrection and you see confident people going out to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ. And then you think back a bit and you see at the time of the passion of Jesus they were fearful and when Jesus was put to death, they were afraid. And that they huddled together. And that they gave some one another a measure of kind of consolation by clinging together. But they were down. They were depressed. They had nothing going for them. They would lost hope. And then suddenly, the resurrection. And they're confident, they're bold, they're courageous. Nothing will stop them talking about Jesus Christ. So what happened? Well, what happened is that they got the, the new life of Jesus Christ, the risen Jesus. This peace be with you wasn't just a sort of a pious wish from Jesus to them. It was more. They were transformed. They were taken over by this new life of the risen Jesus. They had a fierce kind of a confidence. I find myself saying, I'd like some of that too, and I would. And I think that's on offer. As we share in the Eucharist today, peace be with you, isn't just a sort of a, a pious wish. 
we share in the Eucharist, we share in the risen life of Jesus. That's kind of mind-boggling. That's what we're offered, a share in the risen life of Jesus. So in these dark days, let's look to people of faith who can help us to see a path through. And let's pray fervently too for that risen life, that we may grow strong in our faith, that we may know that God is with us, that we may feel his presence, that he may give us his strength. The Eucharist, often considered, often thought of as food for the journey, that he may give us that solid food, that he may give us, as he does, as he offers us, his very life, the life of the risen Savior.
now I, I have lined up uh, a reflection by Sister Katrina from the Sisters of St. Cecilia in Lerwick, the Dominican Sisters, St. Saviour's there in Glentworth Street. And Sister Katrina reflects with us on the distraction of prayer. Good afternoon, everyone, and greetings from Limerick. I hope that you're all well and safe during these times. There's a great story told of St. Bernard and a farmer. They were travelling on mules through the countryside in France one day. And the farmer noticed that St. Bernard was not looking around. And he said to him, why are you not looking around and admiring the beautiful countryside? And St. Bernard said, oh, you know, it helps me not to be distracted when I'm praying. And the farmer said, oh, I never have a problem with that. And St. Bernard said, well, I bet you this mule, you can't say the Our Father from start to finish without being distracted. And the farmer said, well, no problem. St. Bernard said, okay, well, if you lose, you'll have to enter the monastery. And so the farmer started and he said, Our Father, who art in heaven, are the stirrups and the saddles included with a mule? I don't know about you, but in these times of isolation, I am more distracted than ever without a routine. And when I go into prayer, these thoughts of uncertainty of the future, what I could be doing, what I should be doing, what I can't be doing, they just seem to flood my mind. And so at these times, I go back to one of my favorite films for inspiration. In Kung Fu Panda, Master Uwe said to Po, said, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift, and that is why we call it the present. And all we have is the present moment. So I need to remind myself of that when I'm in prayer, that God is here in this present moment and that his grace is sufficient for this moment. Now, that doesn't stop my mind wandering, but I overheard a conversation between my grandparents once. My grandmother was saying, oh, I'm trying to read this and I just, I can't stop my mind wandering. To which my grandfather replied, said, oh honey, you don't have to worry. Your mind is not going to wander very far. And so I'm sure God sees me like that and my mind is wandering, but it can't go very far. And it helps to to know that the saints have given us great advice on this throughout the centuries. And they have told us that, yes, it's normal to be distracted when we're praying. And the distractions that we have, they show us what is on our mind and sometimes what we're putting ahead of God. And so my worries or my uncertainties or whatever my distractions are in prayer, God just desires that I bring my mind back to him again and again and to be able to share these things with him. And so in the words of Padre Pio, pray hope and I say in these times, try not to worry. God bless you all for now. So that about brings us to the end of our programme this morning. Thanks again to Jason Smith for coordinating the broadcast of Mass from Abbeyfield today. Just a reminder that our normal programme will be broadcast at 11pm as usual this evening and Father Eamon Conway reflects with us this evening on what truly matters as we journey through these times of COVID-19. And again, Mass, uh, our rosary with Dana and Father Kevin Scanlon continues each day, Monday to Friday, just after the 1pm news here on West Limit 102. So we'll finish off our broadcast this morning with a beautiful piece of music by Melinda Dimitriscu, a beautiful piece of um, 
violin music entitled Pieces Flowing Like a River. So until next time we meet, God bless you all now. Bye. Sacred Space.